0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host, from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Before we begin this week's episode, I'd just like to apologize I try to release these Sunday night. Unfortunately, this week, due to circumstances beyond my control, I could not record the show Sunday or even Monday night. I'm doing this Tuesday night much later than I would like, but we're still going to get the show out for this week. Again, I just want to let all of my listeners know I'm very sorry, and I will do what I can going forward to make sure the show comes out on time. That being said, the top story from this past week, and I'm gonna go ahead and cover from last Sunday to tonight as I'm recording this. It's going to be the Faction Wars draft, which took place Thursday night, seven thirty, August twelfth. Nineteen teams. Drafted over eight rounds, six singles competitor, each competitor having a different printed 10 skill, a Tornado Tag Team, and a Trio. The draft pretty much went off without a hitch. There weren't too many difficulties. A couple teams did have some penalties, miss a pick or just picked incorrectly picked somebody who was ineligible. As of right now, I have not seen anything about how that's going to be resolved because as the draft ended, two teams went out a competitor short. That will have to be resolved, presumably by the general manager at some point. But as of right now, he has not made that clear how that's going to happen. John Clays will have to issue a ruling. Look for that on the next episode of Talk of the Universe tomorrow night as I record this. The other big story out of this week. August 14th, Pixel Palace Pandemonium Part do happened. The main part of the events at Pixel Palace was the Create a Competitor Tournament. There were 34 players in the tournament, no buys, There were six Swiss rounds, 30-minute time limit per round. I don't believe anyone went over to where any drastic measures had to be taken. So all of that went off without a hitch. And then there was a cut to a top eight. The top eight were, in no particular order, Kirk Polka with Scarlet Graves, Mac McPeak with Yeva Lionheart, The Big Guy with Rhino, Jeff McPeak with Pretty Boy Snow, Nick Masters with Jay White, Scott Meister with The Devil's Advocate Dan Williams, Keith Overby with The Frequent Flyer, and Dangerous Dylan Bias with Johnny Gargano. The top four were Dylan Bias, Keith Overby, Nick Masters, and Kirk Polka, and the finalists in a main event match. The only stipulation throughout the tournament, all other matches in the tournament were standard singles matches. Kirk Polka squared off against Nick Masters and the winner, I believe winning his third CAC tournament overall, Kirk Polka. Kirk Polka will be able to make another competitor in Super Show the game. There are quite a number of other matches that took place during. Pixel Palace Pandemonium Part 2. I'm going to go through those in no particular order. I'm going to start with the Deep South Birdcage Championship match. Going into this match, Hold the Line Harry was the Deep South champion with Mila Mai. His opponents in the Birdcage were the five players from the Deep South region that did the best in the CAC tournament the main tournament. I'm going to give you the list of the players in entrance order. I believe the players had to either play themselves they are in the game or they had to play the competitor they used in the main creative competitor tournament. The first two competitors in the birdcage were Steel Wool playing as Okada and Master Micah playing as Al Phantasma. Next, Mac McPeak with Eve Lionheart, Jeff McPeak with Pretty Boy Snow, Kirk Polka with Scarlet Graves, and the final entrant in the Birdcage, the champion, Hold Line Harry with Mila Ma. I believe that the match ended up going to the maximum crowd meter, crowd meter six. I could be wrong on that, but the players were eliminated in the following order. The first player out, the incoming champion, Hold the Line Harry. This may clear the way for Hold the Line Harry to now get a shot at another LFF championship, but he had a long reign as the Deep South champion. Hats off to you, Hold the Line Harry. The next man eliminated, Master Micah. Followed by Steel Wool, and then the Pixel Palace Pandemonium Part 2 tournament winner, Kirk Polka, leaving McPeak Inc. as the finalists. Jeff McPeak versus McPeak. They traded finishes, I believe, but the winner and new Deep South champion holding her third major championship. Mac Attack, Mac McPeak becomes the new and current Deep South champion. Congratulations to her. That's not all though, because Jeff McPeak walks away with something else. Earlier on Talk of the Universe, prior to Pixel Palace Pandemonium Part 2, the SRG BOWS Steve Resk announced that amongst the product he was sending to be sold at the tournament, there would be in one product a signed Master of Ceremonies card. The holder of that card would be able to turn that in and receive a title shot of the boss's choosing upon turning it in. Jeff and Peek ended up pulling that out of the last mystery box sold. At the store, that day, so Jeff and Peak, while not Deep South champion, does have a shot at a title in his pocket to cash in whenever he feels like it. That was a Deep South championship match. Other big matches: Rust Belt had a championship match. The Trash Man Neil Nealon was challenged by his brother, the Headband Champion. Matt Nealan, the trash man playing as himself, Matt Nealan playing as the devil's advocate Dan Williams, the winner, and still rust belt champion, Neil Nealan. There was a defense of the Pixel Palace Championship. The champion going into Saturday, twelve grap Matt Matt Bickle faces Sierra Simon. Matt is playing Poco Loco, Sierra is playing Finland, and at Crowdmere 3, the champion secures the victory, Matt Bickle is still the Pixel Palace champion. The All-Ohio Tag Team Championship was defended this day. It was the team of Colin and Ann Moss, DJ Colin and Mama Wheelie taking on girthquake dj Khan playing as my own creation dj outlaw his mother playing as numero uno as for the members of girthquake nick masters was playing kenta justin stein was playing fox assassin at crowd meter one the all ohio tag team championship remains with the Mosses, they successfully defend their still the All Ohio Tag Team Champions. The Deep Six Championship, formerly known as the Six Stop Challenge Championship, was on the line. Ken Fouché, the champion with King Hyena, faced Tyler Nye, who was coming in to this match as Tyler Chaos promising that it would be the last match he plays as Tyler Chaos. Going forward, he'll be Tyler Epic. He played Tyler Chaos in this match. The winner at Crowdmeter 2, and still Deep Six champion, is Ken Fouché. Congratulations to him. Two more featured matches on this day. The first, a match to be the next contender for the Underworld Championship. James Booker, playing as Johnny Gargano, faces off against the Ring General, Anthony Perry, playing as Naito. I did not get a lot of details on this match, but the winner and next contender, who will face Loudmouth Leo, I believe, at some point in the future for the Underworld Championship, the Cannoli, the Ring General, Anthony Perry. The final match, no championship on the line. No contender opportunity on the line. Bobby Ohio playing as Bobby Ohio versus the big guy playing as Rhino. Just a grudge match for bragging rights. The winner at Crowdmere 4, the big guy. That wraps up all of the big matches from Pixel Palace Pandemonium Part 2. As someone who was able to be there, it was a great time. I'm happy to have seen all the people who came in. We had people coming from Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Florida. It was great to see so many faces come out and play in this big Creative Competitor tournament. In addition to the championship matches at Pixel Palace, there were a couple championship matches played online during the past week. The first was a defense of the LFF Tri-State Championship. The champion, Mark Sylvia, playing as the phenomenal one, squared off against Candyman Dan in a New York Rules match. Candyman Dan playing as himself. At Crowdmeter 2, Mark Sylvia successfully defends. He's still the LFF Tri-State champion. The other championship match from this past week, taking place Wednesday night after Talk of the Universe, the LFF Tornado Tag Team Champion, the Grump Danny Thunder, was challenged by Brian Waitforth Schmidt. The Grump, using five star mayhem, faced off against Ryan Schmidt using the Kings of Crime. This was a very long match. That went all the way to Crowd Meter 5. In the end, the winner and new Tornado Tag Team Champion is Brian Waitfort Schmidt. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to all of the champions, all of the winners, all the people who made finals, all the people who accomplished everything they did this week. Congratulations to all of you. And since we're talking about Potential championships. As I reported last week, the GM, John Clay, is currently in the process of signing people up for the Cookies Fortune tournament. As far as I know, signups are still going on. There's not much time left. The deck lists for this tournament are due Thursday. So if you're going to sign up, You have very limited time to do so, and then turn around and get your decks turned in. So I'm assuming nobody can sign later than Thursday, maybe even Wednesday, because you do have to have your choice approved. There has been a list put out of all the competitors that are currently not available because other people have picked them. and I could be giving incorrect information about the ability to sign up, but for sure deck lists are due Thursday. From what I understand, whoever ends up winning this tournament will get a shot at the cookie's fortune. Apparently, the general manager has announced that the winner of the main Gen Con tournament, the winner of the main Origins tournament, and the winner of this tournament will face off in a triad match, and the winner of that triad match will get the cookie's fortune. The other stories from this week some odds and ends basically the 2021 srg award show will not take place in 2021 it'll take place in early 2022 it won't be at pax unplugged where it will be when it will be we don't know but early 2022 there's currently on sale on supershowthegame.com the ability to buy cards for an alternate art deck that will be halloween themed there are regular cards available as well as skill cards for this box set it's possible they'll do two box sets depends on how popular this ends up being but that's currently underway you can purchase and have a card commissioned whatever card you want has to already be an existing card but you'll have Halloween, spooky, horror movie, something in that vein, themed art on the card. Since I mentioned Gen Con, the General Manager John Clase announced that if you're going to Gen Con, first, buy event tickets in advance because that is a metric that SRG can use to prove the popularity. Of Super Show to the top brass at Gen Con. And if you sign up for every event, or at least a large number of events, and show your tickets to the general manager during Gen Con, you will receive a prize for signing up for all of those tournaments. That's not going to be available to everybody else. So if you're going, if you sign up for most or all the tournaments, remember to do that. Also, if you would like to be in a featured match or feud for Gen Con or Origins, it's recommended that now's the time to start setting that up, to start getting the participants in line, to start making the promos, to start the build. Now, this is the time. To keep it going with convention news, there were some things announced. By the COO Griff Briggs, I believe Sunday night on a special edition of Keeping It Corporate broadcast on Facebook on the SRG Universe Facebook page. Some of the highlights from his uh, special broadcast they're looking for volunteers for the demo booth at the conventions. If you're interested in that, email. Griff Briggs at Griff at srguniverse.com. G R I F F B R I G G S at srguniverse.com. If you'd like to do that, they're looking for volunteers. Ikuzo Super Show, which is a new game that SRG Universe is putting out, it uses the same mechanics and rules. As Super Show the Game, it's compatible with Super Show the Game, but where Super Show the Game is wrestling-based, professional wrestling-based, this is a fantasy, magic, tech, anime-inspired, based universe. Completely different type of game, but they are cross-compatible. That's coming out at Gen Con. He also announced that at Origins, the Effie competitor set will be released. Part of the reason it's being released that late is because Effie himself, the independent wrestler, will be on hand Saturday at Origins Game Fair to sign autographs for SRG Universe. So, if you want to get Effie, pick it up at Origins and see about getting it autographed Saturday. The last two bits of news I have about conventions are they're looking into Connecticon, which I believe is a Connecticut-based convention, and I'm not sure if they're looking into PAX Unplugged. They might be. We'll just have to see, but be on the watch for announcements about those. The final thing that Mr. Briggs revealed During his broadcast was independent wrestler, Ring of Honor wrestler, Dan Housen, has been signed. He will be coming to the game. Apparently, the art is ready, and it may be revealed on the next episode of Talk of the Universe. That's going to be tomorrow as I record this, August 18th. That is going to be all the news I have outside of past tournaments. From this last week. Let's go ahead and go through those. We'll start Monday night. There was no Sunday night pop up, as far as I'm aware. If there was, I apologize. Monday night, August 9th, the Dread Pirate Tech Support hosts Proving Ground. This Proving Ground was a tag team Proving Ground. Like all the Proving Grounds, first two hours, bullet rounds, cut to a top four. The top four in this tournament ended up being in fourth place Thick Fury. Swaggy D as Naito and Eddie Fury as Jay White. Third place not quite full-blooded Italians. Ken Fouché as Polly the Pigeon Pacone and Anthony Perry as the Canola. Second place New Wheeled Order. Bob Dunn as Jay White and Jeff McPeak as The Mark Jeff Bravo. And the winner of the Monday Night Proving Ground, the Mid-Atlantic Express. Jeremy Steigerwald as the Director of Operations, Dave Marisak, and Andrew Meckie as Big Jim Bias. That was Monday Night the 9th There was not going to be a Proven Ground on the 16th that was replaced. I'll get to that as I go through. Simon Strauss did announce that in two weeks. So on the 23rd of August, the Proven Ground will be back. And that tournament will involve unlimited skill cards. That's all the details I have as of right now. The next tournament for this week, Thursday night, Chibi's Thursday night fights. 24 players in four groups of six, each playing five matches. Top two advancing to a top eight. The quarterfinal matches were all Liger's Den matches. The semifinal matches were all tables matches. And the finals match, as well as the third place match, was a submission match. In fourth place, using Captain C.J. Sparra, the Dread Pirate tech support, Simon Struts. In third place, using Jacob Fatu, Sean Loeb. The finalists were the Harm City hitman, Andrew Mackey using Big Jim Bias and Candyman Dan using the Oracle. The winner of Chibi's Thursday Night Fights, Candyman Dan. Congratulations to him. Saturday night, the same day as Pixel Palace Pandemonium Part 2, there was a pop-up event. I don't have a lot of information about the pop-up event, but I can give you the top four. The top four in this event were in fourth place, using the magnificent Mr. Ray, Dustin Garner. In third place, using Jay White, Kenpo Kenny. In second place, playing as Chibi, Chibi's creator, Paul Trejo. And the winner, playing as Shane Hurricane Helms, Ant West. Congratulations to Mr. West on his first tournament win. Monday night. Yesterday, as I record this, the last online tournament. This is Chibi's Monday night fights. Group stage to a top cut. Cutting to a top eight. As far as I know, there were no stipulations. The top four in the tournament were... In fourth place, playing as DJ Outlaw, Jokerfish. In third place, playing as El Scorpio, the Mad Custodian. The finalists were Big Red, playing as The Rising Sun. And the Grump Danny Thunder, playing as Kempo Kenny. The winner, the Grump Danny Thunder. The Grump continuing to rack up, win after win. In these online tournaments. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to all the winners. Those are all the tournaments from this past week. Coming up for next week. Super Show August Rush. August 21st. That is a Saturday at Highlander Games. In Boonton, New Jersey. It's going to be a payoff pack draft. There's also going to be. A potential contenders. Tournament for the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. Look for that there. All the information on this tournament is on the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook listed under the Events section. As far as other Super Show tournaments go, as I'm recording this on Supershowthegame.com, There is one tournament listed for August 19th Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. It's a 24-player tournament, 7.30 p.m. Eastern start time. It will be group stage to a top cut. The stipulations are listed as follows. Main event finals, semi-final ring of fire, quarterfinal steel cage, and then if there is a round of 16 needed, no DQ crowd meter starts at 1. That's currently on sale on supershowthegame.com for a $5 entrance fee. The other tournament still listed is that Cookie's Fortune Triad tournament where you play in the tournament and then if you win, you get a shot in the Triad match to potentially win the Cookie's Fortune. Again, the deadline for the deck list is August 19th, Thursday night. The group stages will begin August 20th. That's Friday. You'll have to August 31st to complete the group stage. Once the group stage is completed, the top cut announcements will be made. But signups are still available on the website for that as of right now, if you want to get into that tournament. Outside of that, Just a couple of odds and ends. I'm still planning on doing a show on the Create-A-Competitor tournaments. I will be posting some things coming up, hopefully over the next few days. We'll see. But I'm still looking to do a panel show on that. Also, I did a panel show on the Faction Wars 2 draft. One that happened. I don't know if that was last year. It feels like it was last year. But for the last Faction Wars draft. Is there any interest in having me do a panel show on this year's draft? If there is, please reach out and let me know. I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not do it. I would appreciate any feedback. Reach out to me on Facebook Messenger or outlawmudcast at gmail.com. With that, That's going to do it for this week's episode. Again, I apologize for it being late. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.